A big hello to fellow teachers. Welcome to the Edubel Podcast, a show created for teachers by teachers with teachers. I'm Alex Bush. And I'm Chelsea Henderson. With over 30 years of combined teaching experience, we're here to help you find balance in your professional and personal lives. Join us as we dive into a well of information, exploring insights, strategies, and practical tips that you can apply both within and beyond your classroom. So whether you're new to teaching or a seasoned expert, this podcast is for you. Let's be well and do well together. together. Hey everybody, welcome back to EduWell. In this episode, we are discussing you and not forgetting about what's important to you because when we are in that survival stage and we're feeling disillusionment, we can put ourselves on the back burner and we don't want to stay there. Right, we want to get to the front. We want to be taking care of ourselves. Isn't the name of this episode... Don't you forget about you. you. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly. a good name for this episode. We keep that in our minds. We are in a strange kind of space right now. So I would be, I've had some rejuvenation. We mm-hmm. just came off of a vacation. Yep. And at the same time, we're like raging right back into survival and disillusionment because something really big is coming up. And we know what that is. And everyone knows what that is. And it might be spaced differently depending on where you live in right. the country or, or in the continent. But report card season is right around the bend. So as much as I came back and I am feeling a little more rejuvenated, um, I can tell that it's really percolating around me. Those intense kind of feelings and, and the pressure of report cards. So in this episode, we are going to, before we dive into a report card series, Mm -hmm. we are going to double down on self-care and kind of taking stock of where we're at in a good way, focusing on what we can do to take care of ourselves with the idea that we focus on that and continue that moving forward through the report card stages. Right. Because, you know, it is possible to continue to take care of yourself even when you have that huge workload of report cards right in front of you. And I only know this because of experience. I'm not really saying I had time for myself in the first years when I'm learning the program and I'm creating new comments and all of that stuff. It's tough. That's a tough spot to be in. But once you get these routines, which we're going to be discussing in the next few episodes, once you get those down, there's room for doing the things that you enjoy doing while taking care of that huge task. Exactly. So let's just dive right into the first of our three suggestions. And the first one is to do a mindset reset. So my big thing is once you come back from your break, you are at an advantage and you need to maybe remind yourself. I remind myself I'm at an advantage. I do a compare and contrast to September. I didn't know the kids. I didn't know how the community was going to work out. I hadn't set the routines. I had a ton of work ahead of me. And I would suggest that when you come back from your Christmas vacation, you are well-suited. You have done all the groundwork. And to remind yourself, you are already set up for success. And to kind of just double down on that idea and take advantage of the fact that you've got some really sweet weeks of teaching and learning and to be able to write those report cards, like affirm your yeah. own your own practice that you you have done the work to get to where you need to go. Instead of just seeing it as this monumental task, you have front-loaded all the work. Exactly. That's what I was just thinking. That front-loading really pays off at this point. There is a feeling of 
comfort when you're going back in, let's say in January, if that's when your break ends. Now, I will throw in there that there's also a feeling of comfort for a lot of the students too. Correct. So I would suggest there there is a little bit of a review of all of that stuff you went over at the beginning of the year. Ooh, good plan. Because... Yep. It's, it's important that they have a, a mindset reset as well. So you can kind of do both with yourself and with the students. I think that's really good feedback. So I think the big idea of this one is to be at peace with yourself and what you've done and where you're at and enjoy the moment that you're in. Know that you're at a point where there's going to be ups and downs um, and you're going to have to dig deep for that little bit of time where you're going to be working on reports and preparing for interviews. But look back with the mentality of, of appreciating what you've already learned and what you've accomplished within your class. And just, you know, yes, enjoy the rejuvenation. No things are going to get bumpy, but you do. We, we all got this. We get through it. You know, report cards, we survive them. Exactly. And we, we do know that it's not once you get off break, you're going to be in a state of rejuvenation for the rest of the year. I mean, although we talk about a cycle, we know that burnout is going to come up again. And we know that survival is going to come up again. For me, at this stage in the cycle, this is where the train is going too fast, particularly before the break. I've gained momentum, but I'm going off the track and I find that I need to put the brakes on. So for my mindset reset, I have to stop and take a chunk of time, which might be an hour. It might be a whole day. And I need to use this time to reevaluate and restructure and or remove yeah. what's happening at work and even what's happening in my personal life. For instance, I recently did this with my language classes. I had several lessons and assignments lined up to do before the Christmas break, and they were all cross-curricular, and they were fun with writing and videos and skits, but right. I had to take a step back, and I had to really think about it. And I did this because, again, because of experience. So maybe for those who are less experienced, like I would have probably liked to know this early on in my career that it's okay to slow down. It's really hard to wrap your head around that when you're a new teacher and you're just starting out and you're like, I want to get this in and I want to do awesome things, but it's okay to slow down and do those awesome things, right? Correct. So I had to take a step back and reflect. I said, okay, I've tried to jam a bunch of things in before the break, but I know that there's going to be hype right now, which sets a different mood in the classroom. The students are going to need some downtime and some time to relax and to connect without a bunch of pressure of trying to get everything done. So I just looked at the calendar and I figured out what I could do and what could wait until after the break. And honestly, I am so relieved that I did that. Now I have time to do what I wanted to do. And I had to take out some things. I had to take out the skits, you know. I'm yeah. still going to do the videos, but the skits, we'll do that later on. I think that's important for you. And I would also suggest that the students are going to be grateful for that. Yeah. Because we tend to, around report cards, really um, load up our calendars, our agendas for the day. And there's an intensity. And if you're in a system where students have more than one teacher, you have to remember that all of mm -hmm. their teachers have the same mindset in that moment. Yes. It impacts the kids and then it creates behaviors. So you're talking about kind of taking a step back, taking stock of what you're planning on doing and kind of like, what's the term that you used in another episode? Uh, reduce and eliminate. Right. Right. And to kind of keep yourself uh, together. But in doing so, it'll keep the kids together. And, you know, while you were sharing this, one of the things that I kind of clued in on is, 
you're in a building with so many people who are experiencing the exact same thing and the relationships amongst each other, like people get a little bit edgy. Yes. Right? So your support system, people that you would normally lean on, they're going through the same thing. And little things that might not bother you throughout the day are bothering you. So that's within the classroom and maybe even in the staff room from time to time. Yep. Yeah. So you can really kind of feel that. So you go from the rejuvenation. Thank you. Yay. We're so lucky. We are. But it goes right back into this survival and disillusionment stage, which is why we need to then share our second pointer, which is let go and do your thing. Chelsea, I think you should lead this one. This is so important to me because I had to intentionally make this time for myself in my own life. I went through a time where when I wasn't doing what I enjoyed doing, and that's, let's say, writing or creating or learning about podcasting or learning about video making. These are things that I really enjoy. And these are also things that I bring into my classroom. So again, I've got these transferable skills. Win-win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, I'm, when I don't have time to do these things, I find that I'm a very frustrated person. So it's super important to be intentional about scheduling this time into your life so that you can be fulfilled. So yeah. when everything is piling up, I always remember the idea that my basket will never be empty as much as I want it to be. You know, Even on my deathbed, I know that there will be things in my basket, and that is okay. It it just is. Yeah, so there's always something that has to be done, but there are many things that do not have to be done right now. And maybe this is easy for me to say because I am not a perfectionist, okay? I'm okay with letting things go. Again, that takes practice, but I'm okay with it now. I can put off other tasks to feed my own soul, which can be difficult, but you really have to ask yourself, how meaningful are the things that aren't getting done? Are you making the time in your life to do the things you want to do? Or do you have what I I read about, which I was like, oh my gosh, I have that clean your your house syndrome, where Mm. it's like, I have to get the dishes done, or I have to get the laundry done, or I have to do this before I get to that thing that I really want to do. No, you have to put what you want to do first. And you kind of have to leave that laundry once in a while, you know? You do. And it is not the end of the world. For me, it's, I have this like urge to go to the grocery store and top up the fridge. Yeah. And I have food in the fridge. So I think, I think, do I really need to do this? And I've really, it causes me some stress to say, no, I'm not going to go. I'm going to use what I already have because there's something about going and doing that grocery stop that feels really like I've accomplished something, Mm -hmm. but it's not what I'm really needing to do for myself. Like I need the walk more than I need the trip to get the arugula. Right. So when you are (laughs) making your power lists or when you are making your list, you would schedule your walk first. And that has to get done first because that feeling of accomplishment is a little bit more important than the arugula accomplishment. Right. And so I'm I'm picturing where you're at in your life, where I'm at in my life. And I'm picturing, you know, your basket and my basket and all the things that are in it, things that we really have to do, want to do. And one of the commonalities that I think we both have in our lives, and I think many people have in their lives, is the list of the, the items in the basket that you have to accomplish, the things that you have to do are often not about you. They are about outside of yourself. And so, you know, making the items in the basket that have to do with you equally, if not sometimes more important, depending on, you know, what it is, it changes how you think about it. And and it takes practice. 
Like that example that you gave, that takes practice. To choose to not do the laundry and instead to do something creative that feeds your soul, it does take practice. I find the more that you do it, the more you realize, oh, the sky didn't fall there. It's absolutely fine. Oh, what did I get out of that? I got to do what I wanted to do. I feel fulfilled. And, oh, I can still do, oh, the laundry, magically, it's still there. I can still do it. So that's what's great about that. Yeah. Mm. And you can also use delegation. I mean, that's, that's, it's a whole different episode, but delegation, very important, especially if you're in a situation where I am, where, you know, I have kids who can help out around the house and and I need to inspire them to do that. So I want to say that as soon as they leave the house, even though I want to clean everything and do everything I need to do, I don't. I stop and I do what feeds my soul the most. So awesome. It's an awesome thing to do. Well, this is the third one, and it's an everyday practice for me, and it's practicing gratitude. Right. It can be easy to forget the wonderful things we have in life, and that's why it's necessary to practice gratitude daily, actually, if you can. Life can be frustrating, and it can be hard, and so can our work, as we know. But as we said before, let's find those things that bring us joy, those things that are beautiful and those moments that are truly special and just the fact that we're here to witness these things. I know I'm getting deep now. I know it might sound cheesy, but just being grateful for being here to to have the ability to to sit here in this warm place, et cetera, you know, anything like that. What can you find to be grateful for? It, it is honestly proven to boost people's moods too. I mean, there's a lot of research on this, of course, too. But even in trying it for myself, it's it's so helpful, especially doing it every morning. Yeah, it gives you perspective. We are hardwired to look towards the negative, yes. right? So like all the things that we, we may not have or wish we had that we don't. And kind of to reset where you're at, asking yourself, you know, what what am I grateful for? What am I really happy that I have? And I personally, I don't go into big things. I pare it down to like very basic basic, you know, items like I have clean water and I only have to turn a tap. I have yeah. shelter. I'm warm. I have windows. I <laughs> These are things you take for granted, they're, but they're, they're absolutely amazing. Yeah. And when you when you do that, I find that the list can be very long. And I'll add to that. Sometimes I add, I make lists of accomplishments and I, I list them very small accomplishments that I have achieved in my life. And it brings me to a place of gratitude. It resets where I'm at. So when I'm feeling down and I'm in a phase of disillusionment or survival, I have to sometimes just step back a little bit and I either think about it, I write it down, and it just changes the way that I am looking, you know, at the tasks ahead of me and at my lived situation in the moment. It works. It works. I'm just going to give an example here that it helps me with both frustration and sleeping. Mm-hmm. So it was sometimes if, if I'm awake at night and I can't sleep or I've been woken up by something and I looked at the clock and now I can't get back to sleep, I will actually just say to myself, I am so grateful that I even just to get to lay here in my bed, it's peaceful, it's quiet, I'm warm, I'm comfortable, I get to rest. And it's almost like a meditation thing because it calms me down and eventually I do fall asleep. So it really helps with that. I love that. Um, I, I'm going to throw a quote out from a colleague and it is, well, I should look up where it's really from. But she told me that the grass is greener where you water it. And I think that practicing gratitude is a form of watering 
your own lawn. It is a form of acknowledging the wonderful things that you have, not comparing. You know, we've we've said comparison is the thief of of all joy, and uh, that that quote kind of goes hand in hand. The grass is greener where you water it, and it also has to do with the mindset reset, where it's like just just look at what you have and just take care of that. We don't have to add a whole bunch of other things here and do this and that. It's just take care of what you have and feel good about it. Yeah. So those are three things that right before we're running into this report card season, we can really double down on and kind of go into it, putting the oxygen mask on ourselves, kind of looking at the way that we're thinking and being mindful about all the great things that we do all have in our lives that we can kind of acknowledge because things might get a little bumpy, but at least you've kind of, you know, taken stock. You're grounding yourself again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. It's coming. Reviewing our takeaways is coming? No, report cards are coming. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like I just did report cards, but let's do them again. I feel like you just threw out an iMessage. <laughs> when we are writing report cards, we are going to attempt to do three wonderful things. We're going to do them in the takeaways. Just so everybody knows, it's mindset reset, letting go and doing your thing, the things that bring you joy and that you're passionate about, and practicing gratitude. All right, so let's do it. Number one, take some time to reset your goals and or reevaluate those goals to help you in moving forward with this school year. Right. Remember, reduce and eliminate there. Number two, do what's important to you in your personal life so that you can show up better in your professional life. And finally, practice that gratitude to help in bringing forth those positive emotions that we all really, really need right now. Do we ever. So... As always, we are so grateful to you for listening. Thank you, teachers. And we are appreciative of all of the work that we do because we know how challenging being a teacher is, especially in this day and age. Do not let anyone take that away from you. That is a truth. We thank you for listening, and we do hope that you are enjoying the EduWell podcast. We would really appreciate it if you would leave us a review to help us share information with others. We hope that you join us next time when we discuss the pre, during, and after routines for a report card writing. Until next time, be well and do well. <laughs>